It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. Welcome into the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. As you've made it to Friday, as it is July 2nd, 6.06 on the clock. Joey Madore alongside... Connor Mills, as we have you up until 6.40 today once again. It's been 6.40 all week. The Reds have been back, you know, on the eastern seaboard, so they've been playing at a normal time at 7. So that's allowed us to, you know, have a have a few shorter sports fans in a row here. It's been a pretty nice day outside. Clouds have been coming in and out, but it is 73 degrees, and the Reds will start a weekend series with the Chicago Cubs, and we'll talk about last night's victory uh, later on in the program. But, Connor, how are you doing on this Friday? Doing all right. You know, getting ready for the Athens uh, Fabulous Fourth Celebration happening tomorrow. You can catch us with the Jambulance out on the market on State. Uh, we've got a lot of great sponsors for that event. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I know we're going to be giving away some Pepsi products on location. And, uh, again, Independence Day, Fourth of July, coming up this weekend. And you know, I know we're excited for it. It will be... Uh, you know, outside, taking in the fireworks, and be sure to tune to Power 105 tomorrow for uh, for the fireworks music coming on at 10 o'clock. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. But a good day overall, and the Reds finally beat the Padres. How about that? On a, In walk-off fashion, um, that's not the second time that they, they've been able to put up some runs on, on Mark Melanton, who's been a pretty steady closer for the Padres this year. But we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. Coming up in a couple minutes, we have a caller calling in, and, you know... Connor, you could say this this guy that's going to be calling, he'll be somewhat of a, you know, kind of a local celebrity for for the football season. I don't know about celebrity. Hey, you know, the Gridiron Glory host, which is who we have calling, and Nick Veland. Um, this will be his first year as the host, and that, that's usually how it how it ends up playing out. Uh, there's been a couple of exceptions over the years. A couple of guys have been good enough to be the host multiple years, but he's a rising senior at Ohio University, and he will be the, the, uh, the, the host for uh, the Gridiron Glory season 22 coming up in the fall, and you know, kind of around here at least, that that's another step towards normalcy, right? Having having the Gridiron kids out there covering, being able to cover um, high school football in the capacity that they do, and then having the TV show, of course, on Friday nights that that they do. That I know many people around here like tuning in for. Uh, it's just another step to having uh, a normal football season that we're all hoping to have. It is another step in the right direction. I'm glad that Gridiron Glory is able to be back for the 22nd year. Uh, I was fortunate to be a part of seasons 19 and 20. Uh, and, and over you know at least my four years at college, uh, obviously senior year last year, the Gridiron did not happen. And I've been fortunate enough to be on the Athens County Game of the Week over on our sister station, Power 105, uh, and then also hosting Football Friday Nights, which is... You know, obviously a lot of fun. We do giveaways, we take calls and, and do all the such. But for... Uh, you know, Gridiron Glory, they've actually had a couple of different hosts during my four, four years. You know, if you remember Joseph Payton back in uh, 2017, Joseph Payton's now down at WSAZ. I think he's on a local television station. I know Captain Shane yeah, he was uh, had before mentioned my, him. he was before my time. And then, uh, but I do remember Blake Baker. Yeah, was, Blake uh, Baker and Noah Wolf. Later. Noah Wolf was, was a co-host, co-host right? that year. He did a, a big thing for the 20th season. And then it was uh, Joseph Hennessy, right. who's out. Uh, he's a reporter out in Kansas. Topeka, I believe, is the station that he's out of. Uh, but obviously no last year, and it will be Nick Veland. We're expecting his call any minute here. And you may have that on the line. 
This, that would be right on the dot. Coming this is Velen calling in. At 610, a man who, we'll give him a brief introduction. Rising senior at Ohio University. He's done all kinds of reporting with uh, Ohio sports. Um, just got named the Gridiron Glory Season 22 host, and that is Nick Vila. Nick, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Can't complain. Can't complain. Connor's in the background here as well. The one thing that Joey left out of your bio at the beginning, you're a former play-by-play broadcaster for the Matsu Miners who are in first place in the Alaskan Baseball League. How about that? That's correct. The Miners are killing it this year. <laughs> it's good, uh, good to have you on, Nick. Good, good to hear from you guys. So, Nick, obviously we, we all saw the announcement yesterday. Um, just basic first question, how excited are you to, to get this position? I mean, it's kind of... You know, over at WB, it's one of those heralded positions that kids, when they first come in, they they uh, they want to become Gridiron Glory hosts. So, what's it mean to you to have that position for this season? Yeah, I'm honored to uh, you know be host for the season. I'm excited to basically be able to be able to tell these kids stories and their high school stories and kind of get through the season as uh, the host of Gridiron. I'm definitely honored. Definitely excited to get to work. And you know, you know, something better than fighting. I think Gridiron Glory, as I say. <laughs> And Nick, uh, you know, because you are a senior now and you've experienced uh, about two years of Gridiron Glory. Last year, a lot of you guys who, who did Gridiron also did what was called the 740 Zone, an online-only uh, kind of coverage of, of Southeast Ohio football. Uh, what was that kind of transition like between going from Gridiron Glory your sophomore year into the pandemic season where you had to make some adjustments on the fly? You know, it's an adjustment. Um, definitely for 740 Zone, we didn't really have a base like we did with Gridiron. Like, we already have a pretty strong following for Gridiron. 740 zone, we kind of had to start from scratch. Like, luckily enough, you know, Southeast Ohio, you know, the fans saw that we were pretty much all Gridiron reporters and just transitioning to 740 zone. And, you know, they're, they're loyal followers. They love their Southeast Ohio football. And, you know, they decided to hop right on board, which is really cool to see. I basically started from scratch and was able to build it up through this community. Um, so that was awesome. Definitely a transition there. Slow start, but, you know, we finished really strong with um, with that show. And, you know, I think everyone that worked on it was insanely proud of what we were able to accomplish and insanely proud of we were able to get out to these communities during a pandemic and still be able to cover all these high school sports that, um, you know, some people weren't even able to go into the stadium and watch. So we were able to at least show some of Southeast Ohio football to some of the fans that are so used to going to these games on Friday nights with limited capacity. They might not have gotten a ticket. So now we're still able to basically show them the games of what happened, which is really cool to see. And it's just something that, you know, you really had a good time doing and just really proud of what we were able to accomplish. And Nick, are there any kind of transitions is there anything from the 740 zone that is going to transition to gridiron glory this year any of the new aspects that you guys kind of implemented what's going to be different about the 22nd season of gridiron glory yeah and uh this might be a little premature announcement for our social media platform but all those same teams that we covered in the 740 zone we're still going to keep covering them even though they weren't in our you know our coverage area Right, the uh, the conferences that you normally do. Yeah. yeah, right. We normally do those conferences, and, you know, that leaves some of the teams out. We went to 740 Zone. We basically said, if you're in the 740 area, we're covering you, um, no matter what. And then once 
this year for Gridiron, we're still going to be able to implement the whole 740 area code, which is going to be awesome to see. It's going to get a lot more kind of games out to the, you know, this community in this area. Um, so it's not going to be a limited number of conferences and teams that we cover. It's going to be if you're in the 740 area code, um, watch out for Gridiron Glory coming to your games. And Nick, I know you're, you 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 kind of get with this position. You get launched into a leadership spot, basically, right? You you know, there's a producer and all this other stuff. It, it's a legit TV show they run over there. Um, but you know, you as the host, you're, you're the face to the operation, and you're kind of what you know everybody looks to to kind of make the uh, make the production go and all that. And I know you don't want to sound selfish or anything like that, but I'm gonna put you in the position anyway how do you want to stand out as a host uh from and there's been some great ones over the years but how do you want to make yourself different and really stand out and have a great season as uh, as the host of gridiron i mean yeah it's definitely going to be something that i'm going to definitely work towards um definitely being like the face of this organization and the tv show i think first and foremost i know joey and uh connor you've seen some energy out of me, you know, with working with you guys in the past. Um, I'm definitely going to be that energetic guy on the set. I'm definitely going to be, you know, the energetic guy when I go and have the opportunity to watch some of these football games live and in person. Um, so it's just going to be that energetic guy that, you know, has a positive outlook and, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely excited to allow people to see that side of me on a bigger scale and, you know, it's a it's a football show. It's not you know, right now I'm working with WUB in the news department, you know. Right now there are some you know, it's a pandemic year and you know, some things aren't that all happy in life sometimes. And that's right. it happens in the news industry. With this it's high school football. It's an opportunity to unwind and have fun and basically let that fun, energetic side out of you. And just allow the audience to kind of capture that as well. And, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity. You know, I want it to be a show that you watch it for 30 minutes on a Friday night and you're entertained and all that news, gray stuff that's happening in the world. Like you're, it's an escape for 30 minutes to see some Southeast Ohio football and just be energetic and happy and you know, be positive with, you know, with some of these football games. And, you know, that's what I'm really excited to uh, be able to do. Yeah, I'm glad that's your outlook on it because um, you know I've I've worked inside and you know I, I've had a you know a production type role with the with Gridiron before and sometimes I think uh, some people can kind of forget that you are just covering you know it's it's a big deal around here but it is high school football at the same time you're you're there to have fun and sometimes some people can get away from that and uh, take themselves a little too seriously when when they do stuff like that so I'm glad that's kind of your outlook on it, and I think uh, the show's going to be in good hands if, if you stick to that throughout the season. Yeah. and I mean, there's, there's a serious aspect to it, because the reputation speaks for itself, but once those cameras turn on, you have to show that positivity, all that stress that, you know, a lot of people haven't seen that side that uh, we have seen of the lead-up to the show, and, you know, it's chaotic sometimes. Oh, I've seen and, some wild things. <laughs> yeah. And so it's serious. Like we take it as serious as we possibly can. Um, but when those cameras turn on, it's you know it's time to show off these, these players and you know the atmosphere of you know what Southeast Ohio has to offer. 
And Nick, let me ask a little bit about, you know, kind of the supporting members around your cast, right? And maybe he's not a supporting member, but maybe he's a featured member. But the producer, uh, Michael Roth, has been on the program a little bit. What does he bring to the table uh, in this 22nd season for Gridiron Glory? If you hate him, tell us now. <laughs> All right. No, I, we have a very <laughs> strong relationship. Yeah. We, we've had Roth yeah. on uh, a bunch of times on here as well, so. Yeah, we <laughs> He's an awesome guy. He's an asset to this show that, you know, it's going to basically make this show better than, in my opinion, what it, however it's been in the past. It's going to be way better just because of what he's able to bring to the table. You know, every night he's researching, you know, past seasons. He's a very analytical guy when it comes to statistics. But that's going to show on the show, and, you know, he's going to bring up storylines that, you know, I have, me and probably the 20 other people working on this show, we're not going to be able to see it at all. And he's just going to bring up these storylines that no one's ever heard of. But, hey, it's a story that's going on right now. It's a story that's going to bring a lot to the show um, and just show a different side of things. So he's, he's going to be a big asset. You know, he's I've seen him researching all of these teams and everything, bringing up a really good base for going into this show. So... You know, I'm excited what he's going to bring to the table. He has very high hopes. He's going to bring a lot of different things that, you know, we just try something out new week by week and see if it works. And if it does, it's going to stick. If it doesn't, we're still able to try it out. So he brings just on a whole different level of skills to the show that maybe some of the viewers aren't going to be able to see, but it's going to be, you know, noticeable. And, you know, we're excited to have him. And it's going to bring a lot to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Roth, extremely hard worker. Uh, you, would, you would know if you, if you saw all the high school basketball stuff he does well. He puts just so much time into football. But a question uh, for you again. Um, you know, when, when you're coming up in gridiron and you kind of get assigned to a conference as a freshman and then, you know, you're, you're expected to learn everything about that conference and then by the time you're going on TV, you know the, the conference like the back of your hand. You can talk about anything or whatever. But as the host, right, you're, you're seeing all that. you got to figure out, you know, storylines and just have the basic gist of who's going to be good and who isn't across the entire area, especially now due to the fact that your, your guys are probably going to expand to more of the 740 in general, the, the area code, rather than just the four conferences you used to do. So what's going to be your approach to trying to learn as much as possible about all these teams that maybe you haven't gotten to watch before? Yeah, and that's where Michael Roth comes in. Um, he, he, he as, I, as you guys have mentioned, and as I've mentioned, he's been researching all these teams left and right. He knows these storylines of these teams coming in. Um, so definitely that kind of aspect, like we're going to work together um, a lot once it gets closer to week one about, you know, who to watch for, what's this team doing, yada, yada, yada. And it's just going to be, we're just going to have to work together because he definitely has done the research um, to bring that level of knowing who's who. Um, to the table, um, which is going to be really, really vital to the success of the show. Um, but yeah, A's, and like, I'm going to have to do some research, too, of everything. Um, and then also last year with, you know, 740, um, we've expanded our coverage with that show, and 
So some of the teams that, you know, my freshman and sophomore year that you know, we didn't really cover that much still had a little bit of knowledge um, for them going into kind of the season um, for this year. And I think that's really, really going to be important um, as the show moves forward. So, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment for sure. And, you know, we're prepared for it. But we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, we're excited. And, again, it's just to bring those games to those fans and, you know, let them have a place to go to basically have their team shown the spotlight. And, Nick, let's talk about it. Again, we're talking with Nick Veland, the uh, newly named host of Gridiron Glory for their upcoming 22nd season uh, over on WOUB. And, Nick, you know, with these new teams being implemented uh, into the coverage for Gridiron Glory, you know, how do you see that going through? I mean, is, is there going to be a, a little bit of a special first episode coming back from the pandemic that also introduces these new teams? Because, you know, while people might live in the area, know about these teams, this is going to be something different to the television viewers that they haven't seen or heard about these teams before. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of buildup to, you know, week one. We still have yet to kind of make an official, you know, week one show. Um, I believe the way we've been talking it through is going to be basically week one of high school football is going to be basically episode one of the show. Um, but be sure to follow us on our Twitter, um, at Gridiron Glory. We also will have our Instagram. Um, that's going to be brand new this season. Didn't have an Instagram in the past, but we have an Instagram now. Follow us on Facebook, or it's a friend on Facebook, I believe, or a like. Um, yeah, I think it's a like. You can follow the but page. Then, <laughs> follow the page. Yeah, I don't... You the know, pl- the still, plug uh, fell apart rather quickly, then. <laughs> I'm, uh... I used to these social media terms. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Tyson, who works for the show, he's all about our social media. Right, so he, right, would, right. he would know the correct uh, words to say there. Um, and you'll learn them pretty yeah, quick then, doing those social media hits during the show. Right. Yes, I will definitely uh, be more acquainted to the terms that go to each uh, social media page. But And then also we have a TikTok this year, so if uh, you're into TikTok, give us a follow. Now, is that the, uh, are you going no. to be dancing, Nick? Are you going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> hopping on some TikTok trends and showing your dance moves to uh, to that new audience? Uh, no comment there. Uh, you'll have <laughs> they to might, follow lo- they might lose half their audience if uh, Viewin one starts dancing on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking we're to lose followers instead of gain followers. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms because then that's going to be where. You know, we're going to talk more about our uh, social media or our expansion through these new teams in the coming uh, this coming season. So good. we have more in depth than that, more on social media, because I believe once week one hits on the live show, um, it's going to be basically week one football. So we want to get that out to the coverage area through social media. Basically, I think I kind of jumped the gun with this announcement, but... I mean, I'll give what you guys gonna do, the fire you? Scoop. I'm giving you guys the insider scoop. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They're not listen. They're not going to can you, view when you're all right over there. Yeah, hopefully my job's intact. Michael Ross probably going to text me after this. That's fine. I think I have enough pool <laughs> with some people over there to make sure that nothing, nothing's going to, nothing's going to yeah. go awry from this. Hey, listen, that's yeah. the beauty of sports talk radio. You know, we can break some news over here, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'll give you guys the insider scoop on this one. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. Yeah, 
but look for that social media kind of post in the coming weeks about kind of like the expansion all that has to entail with you know this area so yeah we're excited about that yeah the plug started off a little rocky but you brought it back home so uh that, that's good but uh we're glad to hear that you you i think uh you're the right man for the job and everybody they had over there so i was happy to hear that uh you were going to be the host for this season and um you know we're, we're hoping to you know work in conjunction with you and and roth and a lot of your reporters this year to uh you know try to make the coverage around here for high school sports wise as as good as we can possibly be and so we're we're excited to have you and other people on in the future yeah joey connor anything for you guys whatever you guys need we'll uh be sure to get to you guys yeah, absolutely. And before we let you go, I just want you to talk about uh, the Braves because Veland is from from uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, right here, I was so. uh, I was going to bring that up before we uh, we uh, called it quits on this. But yeah, yeah Mills, I'll give you yeah, the floor. I'm sorry to Grom had to give up three runs in the first inning yesterday. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> what are you sorry Fuck for? You. I'm sorry because I this that game hey. yesterday started off so poor for the Mets, but then you know Degrom also struck out. 14 right. Atlanta I was giving Vio on the floor, not you. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the floor back. Yeah, I was giving Vio on the floor, um, not you. You're letting yeah. the Braves chop on right back into the division contention with uh, this past series. So, yeah, we're hoping so. And also, you know, it's, it started out good for the Mets too. They put up one in the top of the first. So you guys got the first punch vote, you know. Yada yada yada. Yeah. And then, in the, well, they scored the two in the first. They scored two in the first the night before. And then yeah. gave up 20, 20. 20 after that. Uh, I, I don't need to be reminded. As I'd rather talk about the Reds than talk about how the Mets have done over the last couple of days. I'll tell you that. Before I go, on that walk-off, too, all the third base I do is touch third. And the guy was yeah. sent into extras. There's a reason know. why the Mets are looking to trade for uh, another third baseman. They're looking okay, to improve okay. at that position. We'll, we'll get it back to the regional coverage for uh, you guys and let you guys talk about the Reds. I'm sure they have a big game tonight. Yeah, they got the Cubs, and we'll talk about that in a little bit for sure. But, Veland, appreciate you uh, coming on, and uh, congratulations on the announcement, and hopefully you're a better host than a roommate. Thanks <laughs> 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 uh, for having me, guys. <laughs> you want to have a good one. Again, that's Nick Veland, the uh, upcoming Gridiron Glory host for Season 22 as Gridiron Glory is making their comeback Uh had the year off in 2020, but it's good to have them back, and it was good to have them on, Joey. Yeah, absolutely. And I did live with him freshman year, so I am allowed to make the joke that I did at the end there. We live in James Hall. Is that your pass? My pass for what? To make the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I firsthand live with them. I know what, it, know what it's like. <laughs> That's good. And, uh, you know, me and my other roommate from that year have lived together ever since, and he hasn't. So <laughs> if that gives you any indication... But no, Veland's no, a good guy. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, he's gonna, you know, bring that energy. He's a, a real positive guy around the newsroom. Uh, just a guy who goes and gets the job done. He does it well, and he's done reporting for Ohio sports and other things. And um, he's the right guy to to take over for this rebound season. Him and Michael Roth is the producer. Of course, we've had Roth on the program several times. Um, I'm excited to see what they end up doing because even though you know you and I are removed from Gridiron now, but you know, uh, still plenty of friends uh, that I have over there at the program and. Uh, you know, you want to see him do well because no one wants to see anybody bomb on television. That's just... Well, right. I mean, you want to see to him do well. And again, you know, Football Friday night, you're listening to us in your car radio. You're listening to us, uh, you know, at home when you get home. And then as soon as, you know, Gridiron Glory pops on, maybe you're listening to both of us. Who knows? Right. 
But it's, uh, again, looking forward to seeing what those kids can do and, you know, seeing what they can accomplish because it's been a year removed. I just thought of uh, a really good question to ask, too. Yeah, what's that? Well, you know, obviously uh, there's some growing pains with the freshmen uh, when it comes to that stuff. And, you know, they're going to basically have two classes of freshmen because the other, the sophomores from this year coming up will not have done gridiron the year before. So there's going to be a lot of... uh, a lot of people to bring along fast. Um, well, I know in 2017, it was kind of unheard of. They had one person as a freshman make their debut in 2016, and Noah Wolf and I made our freshman debut in 2017. I don't so it's think, pretty rare for freshmen to have been a part of that program. Yeah, I don't uh, think a freshman's been on. Uh, it's since? In my, first, in my first two years. Definitely not my first year. And I was uh, an associate producer second year, and I'm pretty sure there was uh, no... So- I mean, it's... Usually for gridiron, on a in a in a year where they have you know everything aligned, you know sophomores aren't even getting on. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, you gotta Upper be pretty talented one. to be a young kid to get on gridiron glory. Yeah, that was uh, again had had a couple good mentors over there, uh, Joey P, uh, you know, Siler Corbett, uh, Griffin Radcliffe, Alexander Harrison. Alex Harrison's a good guy, and uh, you know a lot of lot of good people over there. So. Want to see them succeed and continue that tradition. Yeah, absolutely. But we do have to get to a break as we do have a bit of a shorter show ending at 640. On the other side, we'll break down the Reds' victory last night and talk about the matchup tonight against the Chicago Cubs out there in Cincinnati. You're listening to Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and co-workers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. Jerry's Fireworks, formerly Hamburg Fireworks Factory Outlet, is open and stocked with the biggest selection of your favorite fireworks at all new low prices. 500-gram cakes, aerial shells, reloadables, base fountains, you name it, we've got it. We're open 9 to 9, 7 days a week, located right off Route 33, just 4 miles south of Lancaster. You don't want to miss our blowout prices, so stop in today or check us out online at Jerry's Fireworks Factory What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. 
Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Just about six minutes till we take you to the Reds pregame show for their 7-10 first pitch tonight against the Chicago Cubs. As Connor's a few minutes away from the weekend, 4th of July weekend, it came up quick, didn't it? It did. It did. But again, it should be a good time tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's Athens Fabulous Fourth Celebration. That should be a fun one. Reds finally get off the schneid against the Padres of San Diego last night. Now, what didn't come without some drama as they took a 2-0 lead early on on a, on a fielder's choice from the pitcher, believe it or not, uh, in the starter Luis Castillo last night. And then there was a little bloop single hit by Jonathan India for another RBI. Uh, but the Padres, as they did, came storming back. Took a 4-3 lead in the top of the eighth on a throwing error from Lopez. So he did go four for five in one of his first starts. That's a plus, but make the throw to first base, kid, or else, you know, you're not going to have a spot in the NL. Uh, But luckily, that didn't come back to bite him. As for a second time, they force Mark Melanson to blow a save this season. He's only got four on the year. Two of them are against the Reds, and he had his first loss hung on him last night as Kyle Farmer rocked a home run to center field that tied up at four, and then Stevenson with two outs and the bases juiced comes up with his third walk-off hit of the season. Not bad for a rookie campaign, Connor. As he two for six last night with that RBI base hit. The Reds win it. They are back at 500 at 40 and 40 as uh, just a win they needed to break the kind of losing skid they were going on there. And finally, they... Probably won't see the Padres again this year, but they will not go winless against them. A 5-4 to four victory last night. Yeah, again, finally, right? I mean, you knew the Reds' offense was good enough to go out and beat any team, right? But they just could not have figured out how to beat San Diego until last night. A couple of brutal losses, too. I mean, the, the ninth inning, um, you know, that, that first series in San Diego was, was awful. Uh, it, it just was. Uh, every single day that I look at the, the Reds' lineup and see the box score and see what, what these guys have done, uh, a little surprising. Bottle took an 0-5. Jonathan India just seems to have two hits every single day. Since he's moved up to that leadoff spot, I think it's paid dividends for Cincinnati. Uh, like that move. Winker and Castellanos named All-Stars for the first time in both their starting. careers. Both starting. And both starters. I mean, it, it's... So two of the three outfielders will be represented by the Reds in the, uh, in the All-Star game. Which is pretty special. Uh, Stevenson has put himself together as a, uh, a good 
you know, maybe he's not an all-star. You know, he's not the best catcher in the, in the National League, but, you know, he is a good, reliable catcher. you got to think he's going to be in a Rookie of the Year conversation. Yeah, sure. you have. I wouldn't know who else is kind of in that conversation right now. I don't really have. I mean, Jonathan India might be in that conversation. He's, he's a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I haven't really heard of anything, you know, other than, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie, but I mean, those are the big names that you're, that you're hearing. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's not a rookie. Um, you know, it's again a nice, very nice win. And listen, I know you said that you know if you can't field, you might not be in the NL. But I'll take Lopez's four for five any day. Yeah, um, uh, just what was I believe his second start. He had pinch hit to get his first career hit a couple games ago. Um, but yeah, four for five, you'll definitely take that. He scored a couple of runs as well, um, and you know. The guy he was in there for couldn't hit a lick. I'm going to say, I mean, Suarez, you got to start uh, worrying a little bit, you would think. I mean, if this kid keeps hitting like that, and now he's only played in four games, so there's going to need to be a bigger sample size. But in the games he's played, he's five for nine, and they're all singles, but he is getting on base. And when you have the guy like Suarez, uh, who's batting down in the 160s and can't really seem to get above that hump there, um, you have a young kid like this hitting for a, a lot cheaper, mind you, as well. Uh, you got to think that's got to be making him sweat. And maybe they'll bring, you know, some better ball out of Suarez. Maybe in the second half of the year he'll start to come around and start to hit the ball a little bit better because it just hasn't gotten there to this point. I mean, the home runs are still at a decent rate. He's hit 16 on the year, but that the, the 170 average just isn't going to get it done. No. Uh, but the Reds will take on the Chicago Cubs tonight. Sonny Gray back off the DL. We'll, uh, we'll get the start for the Reds in this one as they look to have back-to-back victories. It is against a division rival, and they still sit eight games back in the division, so they'll look to claw their way back in as it'll be Alec Mills pitching for the Cubs in this one. That's all the time we have for you today. Have a great Fourth of July weekend for Joy Medor, or for Connor Mills, excuse me. This is Joy Medor, <laughs> as we'll see you on Monday. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.